Hi, I'm Dr. Divina Lopez, a board-certified pediatrician with over 10 years of experience in pediatrics, and you are listening to Dancing into Parenthood. Hello, my beautiful mommies. I wanted to create this podcast today to talk to you about the transition after you've delivered at the hospital and coming home with the baby. My first piece of advice is to please understand that this is a learning curve. Not only is it a learning curve for you, for you it's also a learning curve for the baby. So try to be patient. I know some days this will feel impossible and some days it'll be easy, but for the most part, you have to understand that this really is a time for your baby to adjust to its new environment and for you to adjust to being a mom. And that takes time. I don't care what anybody makes it look like on Instagram. You know, nobody comes out fully ready for this change in their lives. And it never looks perfect. So be gentle with yourself, okay? Be nice to yourself. Talk to yourself in a really good way. Meaning, don't be upset with yourself in an instant. If it takes time for you to learn how to feed the baby correctly, whether you're breastfeeding or formula feeding, because you have to remember that Every baby's different. Like, even if you've had other babies, that doesn't mean that this baby is going to behave exactly the same way. And things take time. So, something as simple as feeding may take a few weeks for the baby to adjust and for you to figure out what's the best thing for you to do. Not every mom is going to be able to have that easy transition of feeding the baby, whether it's breastfeeding, formula feeding, uh, bottle feeding, whatever it is that you're choosing to do, just be patient. Be patient with yourself and be patient with the baby because I think when you can take things in stride and emotionally you're feeling good and you're feeling positive, the baby feels those same emotions and really feeds off of you. So I feel like when I have anxious mothers that are perfectionists and are really tough on themselves and very critical, those babies tend to be more of those colicky type of babies. And, you know, it almost seems like a horrible fit together because the baby is really cranky and giving mom a hard time. Mom is trying her best to do everything correctly, but you know, usually there's there's that learning curve, like I said. And so if you get anxious and you don't have a way of relieving that anxiety and your fears, you're going to get yourself into a cycle of being hypercritical and maybe even to the point where you're negative. And that never works out in the long run like what you need to do is try your best to be calm have some sort of self-care rituals for you to do 
whether that is asking someone to stay with the baby while you take a really nice warm shower or meditation, journaling, getting sleep. All of these things are forms of self-care and I hope that you have some sort of routine, a daily routine when it comes to being good to yourself and allowing yourself to really understand that you're doing your best and that it will become more second nature. It just takes time. So let's talk about some of the things that happen with babies, with newborns, that, you know, I was actually surprised that many people don't know these things. And I guess it's because, you know, a lot of people may not have been around um, newborns within the past few years before they have their own babies and so it takes a little bit of time for people to uh, get used to the the I I always call them like the funny things or the freaky things that babies do uh, because there seem to be a lot of things that scare parents that you know they'll call me at like two o'clock in the morning for these things just to make sure that it's okay and not anything that they need to be seen immediately for so first of all a lot of babies love to sleep during the day and then they're awake all night and this is one of the toughest things because you know parents think they're gonna get home and they're gonna establish our sleep routine with the baby immediately and when people say that to me you know god bless you guys i i i I just i want to laugh because it takes a few weeks for the baby to really get into a good routine and for some babies it takes longer than that i can tell you because i have a six-year-old son who still wakes up during the night so it is a, a a really challenging thing when your baby is up during the night and sleeping during the day my advice for this is that you do everything as usual during the day. Don't make things quiet and keep things dark to accommodate the baby. You don't want to do that. You actually want to help them figure out day from night. So in order to do that, like live your normal life during the day. If people come over, that's fine. Don't ask them to be quiet. Don't, you know, shut off the light in the room. Don't do those things because that's just going to confuse the baby more. So you want to live your normal life, have things at normal volume, your TV, your radio, whatever it may be. That way the baby has that time to figure out that during the day we're up and at night we're asleep. Sure, babies sleep about like 12 hours a day, some even more. So yes, there are going to be naps during the day and that's fine. I had a baby who catnapped, <laughs> I mean like just like 10, 15 minutes and then, you know, he was up. So if that happens, that, that can also be a little frustrating because you worry that the baby's not getting enough sleep, but, um, you know, that, that may be normal for your baby too. So like I said, they usually get anywhere from like 12 to like 16 hours of sleep at first like those first few weeks they really mostly sleep uh but if they're awake for long stretches at nighttime you know what you can do then is at like as usual right keep the lights low maybe have some soothing low music and 
try not to you know this is the thing babies make all sorts of little noises when they sleep so parents think that they're waking up but actually a lot of times they're just sleeping and i don't know if they're just dreaming and so they make those little noises so it's like a mm, and so parents like rush over to the bassinet. They want to see what's going on. Make sure everything is fine with the baby. Um, try not to touch them. Maybe just look and make sure everything is all right. Because you don't want to wake the baby up. And allow them to learn how to soothe themselves too. So it is okay if baby is fussing for a little bit. All right. And by fussing, I mean... You know, just moving around a little bit, maybe like in that transition of waking up, but not quite there. You know, when you're like half asleep, half awake. And if that happens, allow the baby to try to soothe itself right back to sleep. Because you're actually doing a great thing for your baby, learning, teaching them how to be independent, which is great. And you will thank yourself for doing that. Okay, so that's my advice when it comes to sleeping and how babies may be a little funky um, at first because they're trying to figure out day from night. Um, also, because of this, you may be really sleep deprived. And I know you've heard people say like, oh, sleep when the baby sleeps. And that may be impossible for some people. If you don't have the support at home to sleep when the baby sleeps, maybe you can arrange to have like some dedicated nap time for yourself or you can work out a routine if you have a partner to maybe um, maybe you just do one night feeding and your partner does the other. You know, work, work a schedule out for the two of you uh, where you both can get some rest because being sleep deprived is one of the worst feelings for you physically and emotionally. So have a plan for that. Okay, babies also do like this sneezing. <laughs> uh, parents think like they come into the office telling me, I think the baby has a cold. The baby's sneezing all the time. And just to let you know, sneezing is completely normal. They do it because going through the birth passage or even if they're born via C-section, doesn't matter. There's a lot of fluid. And so their body is trying to get rid of the fluid. And how they do it is through sneezing. So if the baby's sneezing... And I mean, just sneezing and nothing else. No fever, no coughing, just a sneeze like here and there. That's totally fine. Uh, it's just the baby's body getting rid of all that residue that's still in the nasal passage. One of the other things that babies do that is concerning for parents is that they get cross-eyed. And parents are get so nervous when they see this they think something's wrong with the eyes um, first let me tell you that a baby's vision is not perfect when they're born when they're born the vision is usually about like 20 over 400 and they 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 can recognize you through your smells and the sounds and you know they they can definitely recognize you but they cannot see clearly and the muscles of the eyes are still not very strong. And so the eyes do get 
cross-eyed. Up to a certain period of time, this is normal. Uh, so I don't want you to think that it means something bad, that something's wrong with the eyes. That's really normal at the newborn stage. Once it goes past a few months, then that should no longer happen because the muscles should become stronger and then the eyes should be coordinated when they move. But don't be concerned if you see your baby going cross-eyed the first few weeks of life. So another thing I want to discuss with you guys is spit up. So spit up is totally normal. A baby's going to spit up and the reason being is that if you really think about how small their stomach is and how much volume their stomach can hold versus how much we sometimes feed them, um, you know, and there's also a little sphincter that helps to close off the stomach from the esophagus, but it's still not strong when they're first born. The muscle is still a little weak, and so it doesn't fully close, so the fluid comes right back up. But if you see a baby who's like smiling and it, everything's just dribbling right down his mouth and onto the, the shirt, that's usually a pretty normal spit up, okay? It should never have stuff like blood in there or be a weird color. It should look like the formula, maybe smell like curdled formula or milk. And that is completely different from a vomit. A vomit is really when it's projectile, like it's forceful. It comes up, out, and like it's not all over the clothes because it went somewhere else, like literally. Those are the, the distinctions between spit up and vomiting. And a lot of times people come in and they're telling me, oh, my baby's vomiting all the time. But when I get a good history from them, it's really a normal spit up. And if your baby's gaining weight and pooping and peeing okay, it's probably benign. Nothing to be worried about. Now, if it's happening like super frequently, or like I said, if it's forceful and it happens to be the entire feed, then yes, that is concerning and you need to talk to your pediatrician about that. But if it's a small amount that always comes up afterwards or when you're burping them, it dribbles out the mouth, that's pretty normal. So I just want you to know that that way you're not too concerned about your baby spitting up. Spit up is really pretty normal. Since we're talking about spit up, <laughs> you know, I, I love GI things. Um, let's talk about poop. Because poop is a major, major concern for parents. They tell me that their baby has diarrhea. They tell me that the baby has constipation. Uh, they're worried about this poop so much and I usually ask parents just bring me a sample like bring me the the diaper I want to see it poop may look different whether you're breastfeeding or formula feeding so to give you a heads up a breastfed baby's poop usually looks pretty seedy it's usually like light yellow and it has these little seeds in there it doesn't really smell bad or anything but it's not like a form formed poop it is going to be kind of pasty a formula fed baby 
may have a little tiny bit more formed of a poop. You don't usually see those seedy kind of poops like you do with a breastfed baby. It may have some odor to it. What you should never see in a poop, and if you do, then you must see your doctor, is any blood in the poop is not a normal poop, okay? If the poop is red or black or white, those are not normal colors for poop. But poop could be any color from green to yellow to orange to brownish. Those are pretty normal colors for baby's poop. Most babies do poop daily. A breastfed baby may poop after every feeding. That's kind of normal. A formula-fed baby probably is not going to poop as often. But if a baby, like a breastfed baby, is pooping after their feedings, that's not diarrhea. That's usually a normal breastfed baby poop. Now, if you notice there's a difference all of a sudden in the frequency or the consistency, then again, you have to take the whole picture into consideration, all right? And then you can let your doctor know if you've noticed some kind of changes all of a sudden. Uh, while we're talking about all the GI stuff, let's talk about the umbilical cord because most parents are disgusted by it <laughs> and they come to me as soon as it's even starting to detach because they don't even want to deal with it. And in the hospital, they will tell you, when it comes to umbilical cord, just leave it dry. You don't want to get it wet. This is the reason why we don't bathe babies until that umbilical cord falls off. So you can give your baby sponge baths before that, but you want to leave that whole area around the umbilicus dry so that the umbilical cord can dry up and it may get a little gooey. Um, it should never be pussy though. It's usually like some sort of discharge that you see there. Maybe even a little bit of blood once it starts to separate and it may like crust up a little bit. If it starts smelling really foul or you see pus, then that's when I, I would be concerned. But that's like, I don't know how many times I've ever seen that, honestly, maybe once or twice. Usually it's just kind of crusty and, you know, just fold the diaper if you don't have those newborn ones. Fold the diaper down so that it's not getting irritated and let it dry and it will fall off all on its own you don't really have to do anything to it if when it detaches there is some blood or some bleeding there then the doctor can actually do something to stop that all right so the other weird freaky thing that babies do is that little like shaking of the arms <laughs> and it, it usually looks like the arms are shaking and going out. It's a normal reflex that babies have. And it's actually a reflex that we check for. So you may notice if the baby gets startled that they do it. And, you know, it, it looks, uh, um, like I said, like a little shake in the arms going out. And maybe the, the hands opening up a little bit. That is a pretty normal uh, tremor. 
and unless there is um i want to say like some sort of if you feel like it's happening often if you feel like it's associated with the baby going stiff or you know so associated with something else or if it's like a rhythmic kind of um, movement you know those are the sort of movements that we're concerned of about uh, but that little like stretching out and shaking a little bit or you know even shaking like the upper extremities just a little bit um, that's pretty normal in the newborn period and then they grow out of it because what you have to realize is that babies' neurological systems are really immature and they're they're acting a little primitively like that's that's the way I could describe it like it takes time for the neurological system to develop and for things to be coordinated and work a certain way that we're used to seeing in like older children so give your baby time to um have their system you know develop appropriately my next piece of advice is for the moms because i know you're going to beat yourself up when things are not going the way you want or the way you pictured it to be or you feel like it may be a really tough day you have a crying baby or a colicky baby who's really unhappy and colicky babies can be one of the most difficult babies to deal with because they cry a lot. And it's like no matter how much you try to soothe them, it may be really, really challenging for you because you feel like something's wrong and you can't figure it out and you start feeling like a bad mom. This is like one of the most stressful situations that a mom can be in. And I mean, literally, because of all the changes like hormonally that you're going through, your emotions, your body healing up, you can be really tough on yourself and you can feel like this is just not going as planned. And I want you to be gentle with yourself. I want you to be gentle on yourself and understand that this is a transition period that is going to get better, that that baby's going to feel better. Of course, if there's any doubts in your mind, go visit your doctor, go get your questions answered. That's what we're here for. Don't feel like you're bothering us because this is our job. Like we went to school for so many years and residency so that we could help you with this stuff. A lot of times when Moms tell me like, oh, you don't know, I was crying all day. I didn't know what to do. You know, I, I tell them, just give me a call. It doesn't mean you have to come into the office. Maybe we can handle this over the phone. And maybe I can make you feel better because I don't want you to think that you're in this all alone. You know, part of your support group is the pediatrician. And that's what I love about pediatrics, that I get to have this amazing relationship with so many moms and I get to help them out because that's what I always wanted. I always wanted to be in a position of service for other women to empower them because, you know, we need to help each other out. And sometimes, like I get it, sometimes you're afraid to ask or you don't want to seem like you don't know it's okay. It's all right. We all go through this. This period of time where, you know, it's really 
um, challenging and can feel like, oh my goodness, when is this day going to end because you're having such a bad day and, you know, I want you to know this is really normal. It's a normal thing to feel this way and please include your doctor if you have questions about your baby's health. Don't start going all over Google. You're going to scare yourself. I can promise you that. Uh, it's better that you, you know, go to the doctor and just get it checked out and know that everything is fine because then that's going to put you at ease. And maybe, maybe just by going there, you'll get another nugget that you needed to hear, like something that was going to help you to get through the little hump that you may be in. Be gentle with yourself. Forgive yourself when you feel like you're beating yourself up. Forgive yourself for not knowing everything, for not being a perfect mom. None of us are. None of us have this completely figured out. As a matter of fact, many of us are figuring it out together day by day with our babies. And that's part of the like that's part of the fun of the journey. Like having these highs and lows and making you a new person because that's really what happens in motherhood. You are becoming a new version of you. This is a whole new chapter of your life. So embrace it, but be cautious because there are going to be challenging times and it's not all, you know, ice cream sundaes and cherries on top. Some days are really crappy. It's okay. We all feel like that. I promise you. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to make these podcasts because I want women to be honest about how they're feeling with themselves and with motherhood. And I want you to know like this is a place where we can support one another and say like, yeah, today is a shitty day, but tomorrow's going to be better, you know? I want you to know I'm here for you guys and I hope that you're enjoying these podcasts because I'm really enjoying making them for you. I'm going to end it here and I just want you to know, love you mommies. I really, really do. You are beautiful inside and out. All right. To listen to more podcasts, please visit us at drdavinalopez.com and follow us on Instagram at drdavinalopez. Thank you for listening. Please keep in mind that all advice given in this podcast is general information. To understand your specific situation, you must consult with your pediatrician.